Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. I'm Jeff Krakoff. I'm here with Jim Pearson, Seneca Valley Transportation Director. Um, Thanks for joining us this morning. Great to be here. Yep. A little background on you. Uh, You've been with Seneca Valley since 2011. Um, you know, in addition to being transportation director, you've gone through the training and received your commercials driver's license. Uh, you're endorsed by various pupil transportation associations in the state and in the region. Um, but before that, you were an assistant principal, you were a dean of students, so you've got a, a well-rounded background with students for sure. So let, let's talk about transportation as we start the, the new school year in this pandemic environment, you know, I think a lot of parents are interested, what are some of the safety measures you're taking and the school district is taking to make sure students are safe on buses? Well, first of all, you know, the cleaning is uh, paramount. And so when the drivers go out, of course, you know, the buses will already be cleaned uh, for the high school run. And then in between the high school and the elementary run, they will uh, spritz with a, they have a bottle on board with a disinfectant and they will hit the high touch areas, uh, handrails, the backs of seats, you know, places that, you know, students and drivers uh, tend to touch more often. Um, So they will use that in between the high school run and the elementary run. So everything is disinfected before the elementary students come on board. and it's a fast drying agent, so it only uh, needs 10 minutes contact time uh, to disinfect the areas. Uh, so then when the elementary students get on board, then they will um, you know, be in a disinfected environment. So um, also uh, masks are very important. Of course, that's uh, mandatory uh, from Dr. Levine's office. Uh, so we are asking, you know, that all students getting on do have a mask uh, to help. Uh, we have the drivers that will uh, be wearing a mask and possibly wearing uh, face shields. Uh, so uh, they are protecting them, themselves. So um, those are some of the place, okay. things that we have in place. So you mentioned using a disinfectant. Um, How do we ensure safety? I imagine there are approvals of of products used, right? Right, yeah, CDC approved. Um, So that's what they, um, we have two bus contractors, ABC Transit and Valley Lines, and they uh, are using the CDC approved materials on the buses. Got it. What about the whole idea of social distancing on the buses? What, what, what's the protocol there? Well, what we can do now that we are in what they call the cohort model, uh, where half the population is coming in, that helps us immensely right there. Um, so you figure if there were 60 students assigned to a bus, you know, you automatically cut it in half so you get 30. Um, so on a 72 passenger bus, and and the way that they designate these is 72 and 84 passenger buses, that's three students to a seat. So, um, but normally 
um, say on a 72 passenger bus, if we have a goal of no more than two kids to a seat, that's 48 students. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on an 84 passenger, that's 56 students. So, um, you know, we know by looking at the cohort that the numbers are going to be less than that. Um, uh, and so, uh, and again, wearing a mask. Um, also, we have parents that are opting out of transportation, and that helps us quite a bit. Um, so the more parents that are able to drive uh, or start a carpool in their neighborhood, uh, that will help us uh, reduce our population. And then we also uh, look at um, some of the other things that uh, the cyber school. So if parents sign up for the cyber school, then uh, obviously that takes more kids off the bus. Okay. All right. Are there any other protocols as far as cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting that the parents should know about? Or did we pretty much cover them all? Well, I guess the, the ventilation. So, you know, when the weather is nice, uh, we can, you know, bring the windows down. Um, usually, instead of uh, having the windows all the way down, you know, people think that that will help more. Uh, but actually, uh, if the windows are just a quarter of the way down, then it creates more of a vacuum effect. And then they have roof vents that are opened up on top of the, you know, in the ceiling of the bus. And it'll suck that uh, air through and up and out of those vents. So, um, you know, if people see that, you know, they may question, you know, why don't they have the windows all the way down? Um, well, there's there most of the windows are tented. So, you know, if you use that tent, that'll help cool down the bus a little bit. Right. And then a quarter of a way creates that vacuum. <laughs> More signs than we would have thought about involving school <laughs> right. buses, right? Right. Yep. So you mentioned some parents are going to opt out from busing. Are there any other specific plans for parents who decide to transport their own children or any advice you would give parents as they're transporting? Well, I, I would certainly to understand what the dynamics are of the school that they're dropping their child off, um, because we uh, have tried to separate the cars from the buses. So working with uh, the elementary schools, their traffic patterns have changed. So they should call ahead if in doubt uh, to find out what traffic pattern that they're going, they're going to face. Um, uh, we usually, uh, here on the Seneca campus have the seventh graders that are new to campus, their parents are new to campus. So just to familiarize themselves with, you know, that traffic pattern. Okay. Are there any differences as far as students, depending on age, you bring that up? Do, do, do you take any protocols differently for the younger elementary kids versus high school students? Well, it, one of the things that we're going to do is uh, load back to front. And so as the bus is picking up students on the way to school, you know, the first students on the bus are going to go all the way to the back. But we caution that if that first couple of stops is only a kindergarten student, uh, we don't want that kid who, you know, has never ridden a bus before and has never ridden a vehicle without being strapped in, you know, with a seatbelt. So we don't want that student going all the way to the back of the bus and not know anything about, you know, the protocol and, 
the rules of the bus and those type of things. So that kindergarten student who is all alone uh, would be asked to maybe sit in the second row versus you know going all the way to the back. Um, but if they have a sibling who's you know a fourth grader, fifth grader, something like that, then of course they could sit with their brother or sister. Right, makes sense. So, Jim, thanks so much. You just just to end with this, if I'm if I'm a parent with children, they're going to be taking buses. You know, yeah. what, what what what's the main takeaway I, I should have? Well, it, we are doing the best we can to you know make sure that they are sanitized, disinfected. Um, the mask, uh, mandatory mask. Uh, if you are, uh, if you don't want your child to wear a mask, where they can't wear a mask because of some underlying health condition or whatever, that they would strongly consider, you know, driving their child to and from school. Um, but that, uh, uh, you know, the more that I look at uh, uh, people able to serve their community. Uh, as far as a bus driver, so if they can be a bus driver, because obviously the more bus drivers that we have, then the more options that we have as far as reducing even more population and being able to uh, provide a better service. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, th- th- this was great. Very informative. Thanks for uh, taking the time, Jim, and good good luck with the rest of the preparations as we get ready to go back to school. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too.